Welcome in episode 75 of What's Right with Nick Wright, the podcast and YouTube show. And it's very apropos that it is episode 75 because we are a few hundred people away from hitting 75,000 subscribers on YouTube. And while Demonze maybe knows this, maybe doesn't know this, if we get to 100,000 YouTube subscribers before the end of football season, not only will Demonze get, I've decided, the plaque that YouTube sends when you get there, he will also get a $1,000 cash bonus. Oh, I think wow. If we get there, so <laughs> listen, I, I, I've given up all hope of people following me or doing anything to make me feel better, but the audience, for some reason or another, likes you a lot. So we're just shy of 75,000 subscribers on YouTube. There's a lot of work that goes into the YouTube show. I'd love you to check it out. And if you're someone that subscribes to things on YouTube, today is a great day. If we get to 100,000 before the the Super Bowl, I'd love to get there before the end of the regular season. We get a plaque and DeMonte gets a cash bonus. We have a massive show for you today, as you will see this right before uh, Thursday night football, hopefully a few hours before Thursday night football. But as we always do, let's first discuss what we're not discussing. Here's what did not make the cut for today's show. Not what, you know what, that's a lie because Aaron Judge will make the cut. More on that in a moment. LeBron invests in pro pickleball. This led to a very interesting text exchange between me and Maverick where I asked, I told you the last, the last time you guys invested in something, Lobos Tequila, that the next time you invest in something, hit your guy Nick right up, see if I can, well, just let me throw in a few shekels and once again, it, unintentionally, my guy may have a little pocket shaming there. Like, I don't have the, the capital to be a significant <laughs> investor. LeBron, Draymond, Mav, and Kevin Love can do it. But your old buddy Nick Wright can't. Russ, Russell Wilson's ridiculous, dangerous commercial. I, I, I'm Even though I think Russ is the corniest man alive, I think it might be a deep fake. Not discussing it. Now, though, on Aaron Judge. So Roger Maris Jr. came out and said, if he hits 62, he's the real home run king. Everyone's going to be debating that on television today. I bet I'll be debating that on television today. That's not what I want to discuss. What I want to discuss is the fella Frankie Lasagna. So that's the man's real name. And Demonze, I'll show you the clip later if you haven't seen it. He's at the Blue Jays-Yankees game. He's in the perfect seat. He has his glove. This is going to be at least a half a million dollar ball, probably more. Dropped it. Didn't Not as bad as dropping it. It came... He was front row, and it went two inches beneath his glove. Right. And he's beside himself. So here is my call to action for America. Can we please start a GoFundMe for Frankie Lasagna? First of all, it is an all-time name. I know everyone's going to be making that point today. It is simply an all-time name. Second of all, he'll never get over it. Demonze, it has been five days since you lost a few hundred dollars gambling. Have you yet had a day where it didn't cross your mind? I mean, I was just about to say, this makes me feel a lot better about it, but no, yeah, not, no. not a day. Can yet, you imagine <laughs> if for the rest of your life, every time you got a letter in the mail, you have an overdue credit card payment or the car payments due, or you get declined on a mortgage for a house, you're thinking, if I, if I had just been... A quarter inch taller. I'm jumping or, out of my seat for that. Well, it, it's a no, no, no. There was no you land in the bullpen. Then they don't let you keep the ball anyway. <laughs> but can we just make this right? Judge. Make it right. Yeah, make make it right. I have seen GoFundMes for the stupidest things in the world. True. I've also seen things that go viral that are p- clearly a premeditated, premeditated attempt to get people to do a GoFundMe. So let's just do one. You know what? I'm in a good mood. If someone reputable makes a GoFundMe for this fella, I'm in for 500 bucks. Wow. Someone make Frankie Lasagna a GoFundMe. We can easily get it to 100K. Is Frankie Lasagna famous? No. Oh, this is just. It's just a dude. It's just a a Blue Jays fan. Wow. Just a fellow Paisan, Italian living in Toronto, enjoying some baseball. So, I mean, his. I know it it was the record home run that he would have hit, but like. Is his next one that gets the next hit one will be worth stands. more? Gonna be, the, yeah, yeah, but I don't think Frankie Lasagna is gonna oh, be yeah, there Fra- for yeah. it. <laughs> I just, I, I think the odds of that are pretty slim. True. And so, 
I was getting nervous Judge wasn't going to hit it. He's been sitting on 60 for a while. He's been getting walked. He got 61. It's a great story. Let's make sure it's all winners. The Maris family's happy. Judge is happy. There's one sad person, and he's Frankie Lasagna. Let's get a GoFundMe. I'm in for 500 bucks, and let's let's get him a nice little six-figure payday. Okay, okay? We're, we're praying for you. All right, are we ready for the show? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. What are we t- starting with today? Uh, tonight on Thursday Night Football, the undefeated Dolphins take on Burrow and the one and two Bengals. Two is yeah. questionable with his injuries. Yeah. But I like the Dolphins a lot this game still. Yeah, I you, th- you were shocked back before you retired from gambling. Yeah. When it was, you know, midday Sunday instead of end of the day Sunday. Yeah. And you were on fire. You were looking at this week's lines and yeah. you were like, oh my God. Yeah. The Dolphins are underdogs. And at that point, they were two and a half point underdogs. Right. They are now three and a half or four point underdogs. The line shifted even more towards Cincinnati, depending on where you get it. Go ahead. Yeah, you lost 50 to me last night, last week on the gambling show. Oh, you know what? You're right about that. Let yep. me pay that debt right now. Hold on. Uh, no, wait, 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 hold on. I was just, do you want to do double or nothing? I thought you quit gambling. I mean, this isn't on the app, so. Oh, okay. So gambling with me still allowed. Yeah. Okay. So you want, do you, you want the Dolphins straight up or you want to, you want me to give you the points? You want me to give you the points. Say you want me to I, give you the points. I, I want you to give me the points. Okay, there you but, go. Good yeah, exactly. That, yeah, it wouldn't be fair for you otherwise. Uh, yeah, so, you know, yeah. So all, so here's the thing. One thing, be I do Tua. Yeah. I I think there's got to be some some set rules here. If Tua's not playing, no, this, we can this, call this, the bet off. Wait a minute. But okay, Tua's gonna go. play. Okay. But if he plays and he's ineffective, it's not like oh, it's unfair. Uh, yeah, of course. No, listen, here's the deal, and this is. So, yes, listen, I'll lay, I'll, I'll give you the full four points, even though I think it's going to go off at three and a half. I don't think that's actually a great bet by me. I think this line's just about right. I do expect Cincinnati to win, but sure, double or nothing. I've got uh, Cincinnati minus four. You've got Miami plus four. If Cincinnati covers, you, uh, we're even. If not, then I owe you 100 bucks. No problem. Sweet. So, here's the deal. And this is where. We have to be very careful about what we're seeing and what we know and don't know about the NFL. Miami's been an unbelievable story. And Miami, to their credit, is not only one of two undefeateds, but they have beaten, in my opinion, two of the best teams in football. I think Baltimore's excellent. That's their only loss. I think the Bills are excellent. That's their only loss. Miami beat them both. We also, though, cannot overreact to records this early in the season when judging the strength of teams. So here's what I mean. Cincinnati in week one. Yes, it's a bad loss because Pittsburgh's not good. But how many things had to happen for them to lose that game? They had to miss a chip shot field goal. They'd have an extra point blocked. Boswell had to hit a bomb at the end of overtime. The Dallas game, they played terribly. Despite all that, they had the ball. With late in the fourth quarter with the game tied, couldn't get it done. Cooper Rush beats them. Either of those games easily could have been a Bengals win, and they're two and one. Not don't even say both of them, just say one of them. One of them. Okay. Now to Miami. It took a historic fourth quarter comeback and a dropped interception by Baltimore and multiple secondary injuries for Miami to beat Baltimore. And then it took a truly unprecedented confluence of events of Buffalo having the ball for 40 minutes, Miami having it for 20. Buffalo gaining nearly 500 yards, Miami not gaining 250 yards. For Miami to still be hanging on in the final moment of the game where Buffalo ran out of time by three seconds because they couldn't handle the situation. I think it's fair to say Miami easily could be two and one. And if both of these teams were two and one, no one would bat an eye at Cincinnati at home being three to four point favorites. So it's a little misleading. Misleading's wrong word. Yeah. It can be. Go ahead. I'm just not. I'm not in on Cincinnati. I I just don't think. I think that's totally fair. And I, by the way, I said going into the year, Cincinnati was not as good as a Super Bowl appearance suggests. They were a 10-win team last year. They could have lost the first playoff game to the Raiders. They should have lost the second playoff game to the Titans. They definitely should have lost their third playoff game to the Chiefs. And they did lose their fourth playoff game to the Super Bowl. However, 
I believe that Cincinnati and Miami are about equivalent teams. Okay. And so I think right now in the AFC, you have the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Ravens. And I know Miami beat Baltimore, so it seems unfair. But you have the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Ravens as the only three teams in the conference that I would be shocked if they missed the playoffs. There's those three. Then you have a group of Miami. I want to go division by division. Miami, Cincinnati, Cleveland. I've got to include in it because Cleveland is a team that should be 3-0 if they don't gag that Jets game away. Uh, So Miami, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Jacksonville, and the Chargers, even though the Chargers are so banged up. We'll talk about them in a minute. In that next group of teams. And then in the group right beneath that is where you have Denver, Indy. I would include the Raiders, even though they're 0-3. I think the Raiders are going to be viable. Uh, And if you want to include Tennessee or Pittsburgh, you can't. I don't think Miami is drastically better than Cincinnati. The one way to make Cincinnati look really bad is to have a ferocious pass rush. Miami does not have that. Melvin Ingram's the only person on their team that's gotten any pressure on quarterbacks all year. And it's going to be, from a pass rush perspective, far more similar for Cincinnati to the Jets game they just played than to their first two games against Dallas and Pittsburgh. I do like Cincinnati tonight, and I think America is going to, in three weeks, look back and say, remember when people were pretending they thought Miami was the best team in football? (laughs) And I think everyone's going to, listen, they are, going into the year, I thought they were a 9-8 and team. And going to be the last team out of the playoffs. The best team that doesn't make the playoffs. Right. Going into the year, I thought the Bengals were going to be a 10-11 win team, wild card, and one of the last teams in the playoffs. If Miami wins this game, that flips it. Because now it's 4-0, Cincinnati's 1-3, and and Miami would have the tiebreaker. I like Cincinnati tonight. We'll see what happens. All right, next. Okay. As a Chiefs fan, you've got to be thrilled with how the AFC West is turning out. Woo-hoo. The Broncos and Russell Wilson have looked like a total mess throughout yeah, three weeks. And it's bullshit they have two wins. They should be 0-3 yeah. and dead. Yeah, they're Because they won't team. be as bad. I'm sorry to interrupt. We, Very good. They, they, Russell has been so bad that you've got to anticipate he's going to get a little better. I mean, they haven't cracked 17 <laughs> points this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? The fact that they have been this bad and they're somehow 2-1 and one right. actually bodes well for them in that. Russell has played he's, the worst football of his life. Their coach has been so bad. He's one more coaching, bad coaching decision away from making an SNL skit. Right. And so, and they're two and one. But yes, they are not. Some people tried to convince me that they were going to be this 12 13 win. They were a quarterback away team. They're clearly not that. Go ahead. Next. Yeah. And the, the Raiders are 0 3, and the Chargers are so banged up in key spots. But. Yep. Which one of these teams could you see turning around and actually coming for KC, giving okay. them a run for their money? The Raiders are better than 0-3, okay? And I think the Raiders in two months. Who did the Raiders play last week? The, the Raiders keep giving. Can I tell you how they've lost all their games? Because Man. it's so everyone remembers the way they lost the Cardinals game because they had that game in hand and they just. Gave That's it away. Where Kyler Murray threw the exactly. two point conversion. In the, this but, past week was worse because they tried to do to Tennessee what Kyler did to them. Tennessee was beating them the entire game. The Raiders were down two scores late in the fourth quarter. Throw a red zone, have a red zone turnover. Looks like it's over, but then they get a field goal. Now they're down eight. Then they get a touchdown essentially as time's expiring, but they don't get the two point conversion that Kyler did get on them. So week one, they played the Chargers. Chargers were healthier then. Uh, I, at that point, a really good team. Derek Carr turns the ball over four times. They lose by five, okay? Week two, the blow up against Arizona, losing overtime. Week three, they, they don't show up against Tennessee. I don't think they're a good team, but I don't think they're a abysmal team as their record suggests. We talked about Denver. I had the Chargers in the AFC Championship game. The best players on the Chargers are the following. Justin Herbert, their quarterback. Rashawn Slater, their left tackle. Joey Bosa, their pass rusher. 
Derwin James, their do-it-all safety, Keenan Allen, their wide receiver, J.C. Jackson, their big free agent pickup corner. Those are the six best players. Justin Herbert has a rib injury that he's going to be dealing with for weeks, if not longer. The coach who I used to defend left him in the game, down 28, throwing passes and taking hits. Their next best player, Rashawn Slater, their left tackle, is done for the year. Their next best player, Joey Bosa, their pass rusher, is on IR, just had core muscle surgery, so that's like a stomach surgery. He's done out indefinitely. Their next best player, Derwin James, is healthy, but he has missed two full seasons in his career with injury. Their next best guy, Keenan Allen, has already missed time with injury. Their next best guy, J.C. Jackson, had offseason knee surgery, missed week one. They rushed, they, he, they rushed him back for the Chiefs game in week two. They played him the entire game, and he's been out since then. The Chargers, who historically are the most snake-bitten team in the league with injuries, already are dealing with significant injuries to the four of their six best players. Okay, wait. Five, five. Every, five yeah. of their six, everyone but Derwin James. So the AFC West, which people were predicting, will, would have three playoff teams. Some people thought, could this be the first time in NFL history all four playoff teams from a division make it? That the, all the wild cards, now, yet last year would have been the first year that ever could have happened because they expanded the playoffs. You would need seven teams. Uh, it might be a one-playoff team division. So the short an- version to answer your question is yes. For the Chiefs' purposes, if this division was what it was supposed to be, gagging away that Colts game is a far bigger deal. But now they're, they're 1-0 in the division. No one else in the division looks good. The Broncos don't scare me at all. The Raiders haven't been able to beat the Chiefs in a decade. So, yeah, I feel good. All right, next. Lamar. Lamar Jackson bet on himself in the offseason, and it is paying off very nicely. Yeah. He leads the league in passing touchdowns and passer rating, fifth in rushing yards. Think about that for a second. Leads the league in passer rating. Yep. Leads the league in passing touchdowns. And fifth, not amongst quarterbacks, fifth in rushing yards amongst players. Yep. It's un. Unbelievable. All right, next. Yeah. Or keep going. Sorry. With 12 combined passing and rushing touchdowns, he has more touchdowns than 30 teams in the NFL. No, and one of the and that's even not as impressive as it sounds. Because you're like, there's 32 teams. So there's only two teams that have as many touchdowns. One of the teams, the Ravens. So it's <laughs> the the and the other teams, the Lions, who have 12. There yeah. is no team in the league that has more touchdowns than Lamar. Go ahead. Right. And if and if the Ravens beat Buffalo this Sunday, this story will be that much bigger. Did the Ravens officially make a terrible mistake with not signing Lamar in the offseason? Listen, it's it's looking like it. And the, the Ravens, here's the thing. As great as Lamar has played, he's not a perfect player. I understand there are some, there are some on the more call it mature passing routes and progressions. He's not Mahomes, right? He's not Josh Allen on that. Right. But you, you do not need to be a perfect player to get a contract extension. Kyler is a far inferior player with no playoff success. He got a contract extension. Deshaun Watson, set aside all the off-field stuff, is at best an equivalent player, has less postseason success than Lamar. He got a contract extension. When Josh Allen got his contract extension, he hadn't yet t- turned into this fully formed version of himself he had two playoff wins. Lamar has one. They are, they have really, he's played so well that now, even if he were to suffer an injury, he'd be a guy that a team would be ecstatic to throw a quarter of a billion dollars at. Right. And the way it's going to work is. The exclusive, so there's two franchise tags. One is more expensive than the other. Let me just explain this very quickly. Franchise tag in the NFL is this. If a player's contract has expired, you can only do this one player per team. You can just place the franchise tag on them. There's no negotiation. The non-exclusive franchise tag, it's the average salary of the five highest paid guys at his position, but it's non-exclusive, meaning... Another team can then try to sign him. If he signs that contract and you choose not to match, that team gives you their next two first-round picks. So think about a team 
like the Patriots, right? That are not, well, the Patriots might actually have a great pick this year, but let's pretend they didn't. A team that the Titans last year, okay? The Titans, who had the number one record in the AFC, they're picking in the late 20s, know the quarterback's a problem. Right. They could try to sign Lamar away, and all you're getting is like the 27th pick of that year's draft and whatever first-round pick they have next year if you don't match. Right. The Ravens would never risk that. So they have to put the exclusive franchise tag on. That is more expensive than the average of the top five guys at the position. The non -ex the exclusive franchise tag for next year for a quarterback is going to be $45 million fully guaranteed for one season. You can place a franchise tag on a guy technically three times, really only twice. The second year of a franchise tag is a 20% raise from the previous year's salary. So by not signing Lamar, if he chooses to go the franchise tag route, it's $45 million next year, $55 million the following year, and then you have no rights to him at all. Then he is a true free agent allowed to negotiate and sign with anyone, and you will have paid $100 million guaranteed for two years of Lamar, and then he can leave. Right now, he looks like the league MVP. So that is the... So you're saying it was dumb. Yes. That, that's the too long didn't read version of what I just said is <laughs> they screwed this up. Okay. And I think it's because they don't believe in it. They treat... I said this on TV. I want to reiterate it here. They don't believe in him? They treat Lamar in all their decisions. And there's the clock. I'm so bad at this. Uh, Like a really fun rental car. That they enjoy driving, that they like, hey, you know, taking out, and they don't mind if they hop a few curbs, if they put the cheap gas in it, because they know long term this isn't going to be my problem. They run quarterback power runs with him. They don't spend money on wide receivers. They're he's doing this passing wise. His top two wide receivers in their career prior to this year had less than a thousand yards combined between them and three total touchdowns. So while Josh Allen gets Stephon Diggs, and Kyler gets DeAndre Hopkins, and A.J. Brown, I'm sorry, uh, Hollywood Brown, who they traded for from Baltimore, they traded him away, and Jalen Hurts gets A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, who they drafted, and Tua gets Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, and Mahomes prior to this year had Tyreek and Kelsey. He has Rashad Bateman and guys. Rashad Bateman, who's having a nice year, but I don't think he's a superstar. They don't sign him. They don't give him weapons. They they call an offense that puts him in constant jeopardy. It's like uh, it's like they think they're having a fling with Lamar Jackson, not that they're married to him long term, and he's going to make them pay through the nose on it. All right, what's last? We're talking a little basketball with Kyrie Irving. Yeah, he said he lost out on a hundred million dollar extension after he chose to not get vaccinated. He, he says, and I quote, I gave up four years, a hundred and something million, decided to be unvaccinated. And that was a decision, Irving said. Quote, I had to deal with the real life circumstances of losing my jobs for this decision. Yeah. Next GM, Sean Marks, said he stood by Kyrie and stood by his decision and had his back. Uh, Nets fans might point out Kyrie's vaccination status doesn't matter moving forward. Does the Kyrie situation resolve itself now that we're in a new spot with the whole pandemic thing? Well, yeah, but now it'll just be something different. Listen. Saying Kyrie's bound to... Of course he is. He's out here sharing Alex Jones clips. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> I wish I remembered who made this point. It was a black sports journalist that I follow and respect a lot. Ah, God dog it. I can't remember who it was. So my apologies. But what I'm about to say here... I, I just don't want to plagiarize a really smart point. Right. But Kyrie sharing the Alex Jones stuff and going all conspiracy theorists fails to recognize, yes, there are such ridiculous racial inequalities in how people get medical care. There's a, his, a history of systemic racism within you know, who has access to medical care, all these things. And the, the racism and the attacks on black people 
on throughout the pandemic was not in trying to trick black people into getting vaccinated. It was in the fact that when the vaccine when the vaccine was first available, if you were not incredibly tech savvy, it was damn near impossible to get an appointment. And that obviously skew who's the most tech savvy? That skews with wealth, that skews with education, which skews against minority communities. If you lived in an affluent neighborhood, you were more likely to have, even if you could navigate the the appointment stuff online, more slots available, more places doing it. That's where the real crime was in that why we saw such ridiculous numbers and the jarring differences in death rate of the pandemic for minority communities comparing to white communities. It wasn't because of some third eye opening that you can see that they're trying to trick folks into getting microchips and all this stupid bullshit Kyrie with a big audience was proffering. So we can we can never talk about Kyrie and the vaccine stuff again after today. And everyone can make their own choices. That's fine. I, I'm not even having that argument. But you don't get a gold star for trying to show everyone, oh, I had this incredibly principled stance that you're saying cost you over $100 million when the principled stance was based on cursory study of YouTube videos and no scientific backing whatsoever. Because I do believe Kyrie Irving wants to do good in this world. You know, the best, the easiest way to do good, if you have an extra hundred million bucks, yeah. I think he puts his money to good use. I think he does support the native communities. I, I think his heart is in the right place. I also think, and I don't say this lightly, he's an idiot. <laughs> and, and don't, this part, don't clip and put on social because I don't want it taken out of context. I don't, I, the, some of the most dangerous people in the world are not dumb people, but they are people that don't know what they don't know. And Kyrie leaning into the Alex Joneses of the world, yeah. who is honest to God, one of the worst human beings of modern history. This guy's in court right now because for years, he claimed those children that died at Sandy Hook a decade ago, the little kindergartners, were crisis actors, and no one died there and tortured their families about it. Kyrie's elevating that man to a higher platform and then wants us to believe he has solved the riddles of the universe. No, you haven't, buddy. And so the short answer to your question is, yeah, I don't think there's going to be more vaccine problems with Kyrie, but there'll be something else. Because there's always something else with him. Sorry, I didn't mean to get so angry. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of that. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life. From gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com right to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot right. Your mental health journey begins here. Welcome back in What's Right, Nick Wright, episode 75. All right, we ended the last segment on a sour note phone. My phone's buzzing. So we'll get to, uh, we'll, we'll try to have a little more fun here. Hold on. Breaking news. There's a little breaking news here. Okay. Oh, my God. 
from The Athletic. I want to make sure this is right. Yeah. Direct messages and text messages reveal that LeBron James, through the LeBron James Family Foundation, over the last few years has funneled hundreds of thousands of dollars that were supposed to go to his charitable endeavors to Sierra Canyon, the bougie private school that Bronny goes to, to help fund the basketball program. Further messages reveal that LeBron James and California Governor Gavin Newsom have been engaged in a, ever since LeBron signed with the Lakers in a multi-year scheme diverting more than $4 million from the California Highway Patrol, that's the police budget, to various other LeBron James businesses and interests. So what they're reporting is that LeBron used his charity to funnel money to his kid's school for their sports program and that LeBron and the governor of California conspired together to take money from the cops for LeBron pet projects. Oh my God. Well, that's going to be the only thing we talk about for the next months. That'd be pretty fucking shocking, right? But that is the Brett Favre story, America, especially with the latest development that Favre's charity, which was supposed to give money to kids and cancer patients, was actually giving money to his daughter's high school. That's the story. Except instead of Gavin Newsom and police budget, it's the governor of Mississippi and welfare recipients. So that, as the Brett Favre story continues to metastasize, that was my little A Time to Kill moment. If you remember that Matthew McConaughey, Samuel L. Jackson movie. Now imagine... It was LeBron James. Now imagine it was anyone other than Brett Favre. And it was anyone other than the poorest people in the country, poor folks in Mississippi getting screwed here. Can you fathom if the story was LeBron LeBron and Gavin Newsom took money from the cops (laughs) for LeBron to give fake speeches and to build new pickleball facilities because that's his new thing? No, I mean, I feel like it would be something that would be constantly in the headlines and not a few intrepid journalists continuing to, you know, follow up on. You're not lying. As that story continues, Favre's charity, Favre for Hope, had a stated mission to support disadvantaged children and cancer patients, donated more than 130 grand to the University of Southern Myth Athletic Foundation while he was trying to finance new volleyball center. A few years before, uh, it, the highest gift that it gave was to the University of Southern, the whole thing's gross. Gave 60 grand to Oak Grove High in Hattiesburg, where his daughter was a volleyball player. It's unbelievable. Okay, all right. That was the, that was my little bit there. A little try. Sorry for the okie doke audience. I saw where you were going you, like a minute in. You figured it out? Yeah. You were on to me? Okay, no problem. All right, Demonze, let's get the B block going. All right, we got Chiefs Bucks here. Your Chiefs had a meltdown against Matt's, Matt Matt Ryan and the Colts. Yeah, they, they now go to Tampa or maybe Minneapolis, depending on what's going on in Tampa Bay with the hurricane. Yep, uh, to play the Bucks. Brady is seven and two after a loss, and the Bucks are or have Mike Evans returning. Yep. So we like the Bucks getting points at home, right? Well, they're not getting a lot of points. I think it's like one. It's basically a pick them. Okay. Um, I thought it was two and a half for some reason. Uh, it might, it, the, the lines moved a bit. So maybe it was two and a half at one okay. point at this morning at last check, it was one. Um, we do not. Yeah. I think there's a bounce back spot for the chiefs. I also think that you have the bills could lose a second straight to Baltimore, either Kansas city or Tampa. One of them will lose a second straight by definition. They're playing each other. They both lost last week. I don't think it will be a stinging indictment unless any of those teams get rocked. If if all those games are close, 
I don't think any of this is going to be a stinging indictment of any of those teams. Okay. Here is what I am interested in, okay? The Chiefs' secondary strength after Mahomes was supposed to be their offensive line. Now, no one can run on Tampa, and the Chiefs couldn't even run on Indy. So this is going to have to be a Patrick Mahomes game. Is he going to have the time? Shaq Barrett came out and said the offensive line's the same offensive line whose ass we kicked in the Super Bowl. This is a get-right game for us. I mean, I'm interested to see it. I'm not that worried right now about Tampa's offense. Tampa's offense is still a significant work in progress. Yeah, they didn't look great. Well, they, and now they were down all their wide receivers, and they do get Mike Evans back. We'll right. see about one of the, you know, we're doing this Thursday morning. We'll see what the final injury report is. Tampa's offense shouldn't be as inept as it was against Green Bay. But because the Chiefs were so, it is such a terrible loss that they had to Indy. If they needed a little more tightening of the script, if you will, going into a week, this would be the week. The other thing I want to see from the Chiefs is more aggressiveness on fourth down. And what I really want to see is Harrison Butker back out there because they cut that kicker. They signed, they cut him. He's done. You, you may, honest to God, that might have been his last kick in the NFL. Um, Wait, I was under the impression that the guy that was doing the kicks was the receipt. Like there was the a, safety. Yeah, no, I no, thought, no, no. I wish he was. They signed an actual kicker. Justin Reed is there. Is there a mer- one week? Well, two weeks. He two weeks? played the okay. week before and was fine, and then he was terrible that week. So I think they signed Matthew Wright okay. in a game this close. I don't love that. We're you know what I mean going Testing through the kicker carousel. Yeah, but it, it you know it, a lot of teams dealing with injuries. All things considered, you know, the Chiefs have been pretty, you know, pretty lucky on the injury front. They Well, I'd say average luck. Their first round, first pick of the draft that they had, Trent McDuffie, the corner, has been out with a hamstring since week one. And they lost their corner or their kicker in week one. And you could say they, lo- they lost in week three because of the kicker thing. But I'm not going to whine about that. The kicker thing concerns me. They're not going to be able to run the ball. I don't even know if they should try to run the ball. The question is, Todd Bowles, his whole career has been based on creating pressure, heating up the opposing quarterback, sending blitzes. He was able to resist the urge to do that against Mahomes in the Super Bowl. They were able to get pressure with just their front four, and it led to the only start-to-finish bad playoff game Mahomes' career. Is he going to be able to resist that urge again? If he sends the blitz, Mahomes will pick him apart. If he doesn't, could be a tight game, but we're doing our pick show later today. It'll come out tomorrow. Uh, I've got to tell you, I do like the Chiefs in this spot. Man, I can't wait for that Chiefs-Bucks game. Uh, Sunday night, going to have all day, the anxiety of it. You know what I also can't wait for? They told me we have a brand new game. They haven't oh, yeah. told me what the game is, and they said we have a fancy new graphic to go along with it. Another reason people should be watching on YouTube. You Also, you can subscribe on Spotify and Apple, iTunes, all that stuff. But we watch on YouTube. You can see these cool graphics. I'm going to see it for the first time as well. What's the new game, Demonze? This one's different. This is uh, Dr. Wright. Oh, hey. Yeah, so I'll tell you. Oh, how- yeah. where did they get that picture of you? I have no idea, honestly. Because that's when your hair was... Oh man, I can already see this is going to be used against me in Photoshop purposes. They're going to put something. Your photo looks good. Yeah, but they're going to change, take that syringe out of my hands and put something else in it. <laughs> they're going to change your face. I when you're when you're as tortured on the internet as much as I am, you can see these things coming. Yeah. You can all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's going to be there, and all of a sudden, okay, all right. So I'm a I'm. You're the doctor. Yep. I, Nurse Demonze, will give you a case, and in your best medical opinion, you suggest how we save the patient. Okay, no problem. Uh, All right, so this is our first one, Dr. Wright. Yeah. Anthony Davis called the Los Angeles Lakers underdogs at their media day. Yeah. I can't be sure, but it seems like Lakers are suffering from deep delusion and possibly depression. Mm -hmm. Further tests are needed. Dr. Wright, what is your diagnosis of your patient, the Lakers? Well... Listen, Nurse Demonze, uh, I know you're, you know, not through medical school yet, but I got to say your diagnosis is spot on. Yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah. I mean, not delusion about calling themselves underdogs, but delusion about thinking this team is going to be anything other than a soap opera. <laughs> I mean, I heard Anthony Davis say he wants to play 82 games. I'd <laughs> okay. sign up right now for 72. Okay. I, You know what? 
I'd take right now 62. Give me 62 games, Anthony Davis. I'll be happy. 72, I'll be thrilled. 82 ain't happening. Okay. We got Patrick Beverly saying Russell Westbrook is his best friend on the Lakers. Did you see the other thing Beverly said was the favorite moment of his career? Of him getting the block on LeBron? I can't believe I got to watch this guy. He's... I... (laughs) So, listen... I don't think this lineup and roster fits. I think we found that out last year. I will never come to terms with the fact that the Lakers traded for Anthony Davis, had the best record in basketball, pandemic hit, they didn't go to the bubble, wash everybody out. Everyone calls it a bubble title. The Lakers were the one seed. They were the one seed pre-pandemic. They they were the favorites pre-pandemic. They wash everybody out. The next year, they run it back, and they had the second-best record in all of basketball before LeBron got hurt. LeBron got hurt. It goes to hell. Anthony Davis gets hurt in the playoffs. It goes further to hell. And then that summer, they blow the whole team up. They were the Vegas favorites to repeat. They had the second-best record in the sport. And then their top two guys were out with injury and they blow the whole thing up. And now it's Russell Westbrook, Patrick Beverly. So, yeah, I the depression is me. The delusion is anyone thinking the Lakers without making a massive trade can contend. I can't believe it's the it's the most disenchanted I've been with a LeBron James team. Maybe ever. Certainly since the 2018 Cavs and maybe time for the little reality check. Yeah, maybe. All right, next. All right, Dr. Ryder, our next patient is the Pittsburgh Steelers. We have received word that they could potentially receive a quarterback transplant. Dr. Wright, what do you advise for your patient, the Pittsburgh Steelers? Well, you're going to die if you don't do the transplant. Okay. So do what you want, but (laughs) I'm telling you right now. Now, I don't want to mislead you. Uh, The transplant might kill you, too. Okay. The, the, I'm not. That's, I'm not guaranteeing this new heart, Kenny Pickett, is going to save your life. Okay. But I am guaranteeing your current heart, Mitch Trubisky, is going to kill you. There's a thing we call the Widowmaker. It's a heart attack that nobody survives. That's inevitable. Okay. In fact, we can find it. Let me find it for you. I tell you the exact date. If you don't switch quarterbacks and give your team a chance, one moment. Pittsburgh. Uh that widowmaker. That's like what week six? Week five in would be coming at the latest on October 30th. That's against Philadelphia. Because maybe you survive this week against the Jets. Maybe. And then you're at the Bills. Then you're home for the Bucks. Then you're at Miami. And then October 30th, you're at Philadelphia. You're dead by then. And Tomlin's record of never being below 500 is dead. It's all dead. I would have gone, I would have done the transplant this past week. Remember, they played last Thursday. So they have the extra time and they have the Jets. So it's like, that's a nice soft landing for the rookie. Instead, Buffalo's pass rush, Tampa's pass rush, Miami, and then Philly are their next four. So you know what? Get the transplant. I, I would get the transplant, but I'd also transplant or not. I'd get your affairs in order. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd, I'd start talking to your family. <laughs> I'd make sure everybody knows uh, because I don't think you're long for this world either way. Next. All right. Uh, despite it being only week four, the Cardinals are on life support with a nasty case, case of chronic Cliff Kingsburyitis. Uh-huh. Dr. Wright, will DeAndre Hopkins return return to the, I'm sorry, return be the cure for the Cardinals or, or will it already be too late? Um, so here's the deal. There's only one way to rid yourself of Cliff Kingsburyitis. You have to cut it out of your body. Yeah. There is there, and until you do, even when you feel good, it's going to be lurking in the background. Okay. Then it might come up and get you. Uh, however, because of the conference they're in, I don't think the Cardinals are dead either. So you just, we got to find seven playoff teams. Who in the NFC 
are we fully confident is going to be there in the end? Philly, Green Bay, the Rams, and I'm fully confident in Tampa. That's four. We got to find three more teams. Dallas, maybe. I'm skeptical. The Vikings, I believe in. Now, let's call it, let's lock the Vikings in. We're at five. The Bears and everyone else, Washington, obviously not. The Giants, obviously not. The Bears, obviously not. The Lions, I can't say obviously not. I don't believe in them, though. We're going to say no. The NFC South, the Saints are disaster. The Falcons aren't trying to win. Yeah. And the Panthers can't get out of their own way. The Panthers are not dead, but they can't get out of their own way. So that takes us to the NFC West. I like the Niners. Pencil them in. There's still one spot open. And, and the Niners are f- by no means a sure thing, right? Yeah. So I don't think Cliff Kingsbury-itis necessarily kills you this year. But it'll kill you eventually if you don't cut it out. So you guys make your own decision. But I, I, I'm not writing the Cardinals off yet for the season. But they have a clear ceiling as long as he's their coach. And by the way, did you see Kyler's latest quote? No. I told guys when you're playing with me, you can't be falling asleep. Got to be awake. Kyler's a pain in the ass, I think. I don't know that people love playing with Kyler Murray. I don't. And he, aside from the second half against the Raiders, he's been bad since the playoff game. So it's just something to watch with him. All right, last. Okay. Uh, You administered an injection of Baker Mayfield to the Panthers' offense to make them a complete unit. However, it seems that nothing is changing. Yeah. Dr. Wright, is it time to change treatment plans and introduce 50 cc's of Sam Darnold? No, the they, it'll kill him. Okay. They, they're allergic. No, 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 no. That'll, that'll kill the patient. So you think it's just taking time? For no, it, I, they for might the die anyway. Oh, okay. no, no, no. I'm not saying Baker's the cure. Okay. But I know Sam is poison. So, no, 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 absolutely not. That's, uh, that, that you saw the little bracelet they came in wearing, which no. shows you their allergies. They, they, Darnold's on there. It'll stop their heart. Okay. No, 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 no. Listen, I, I'm not here to defend Baker Mayfield right now. He has not played good. <laughs> He's not played well. He's not played good football. Um, But Darnold will kill the patient. Okay. So, no, absolutely not. I enjoyed that game. That was you did fun. a good job with it. It was fun. A nice fun. little rapid fire. We have a new C block coming at you. We're trying out another new thing. This one, I do know what it is. We will do that as we wrap up episode 75 of What's Right with Nick Wright. Welcome back in. What's right, Nick Wright, episode 75. I jumped the gun a bit there. All right, we're trying something new for the C block. We're going to go rapid fire questions. Rapid fire I'm going to ask you one. You're going to ask me one. We got four minutes. We'll see how many we can do. So we have quick answers, all right? I'm going to go to you first. Who's better, you at 2K or me at FIFA? Mm. All right, that's not fast or I'll rapid fire. Just give, give, right, give an answer. Me at 2K. You at 2K. Yeah. I actually agree with that. All right, next, you go. Oh, blessed place outside of London to host an international game. Oh, Barcelona. You got Barcelona is, a, t- for me, a top one city in the world, but I haven't traveled everywhere, but it's unbelievable. The food's great. The people are beautiful. It's on a beach. It's cosmopolitan. They already have an amazing stadium because of the soccer team. Barcelona is where it should go next. Next. Okay. It's your question. Oh, it's my question. Sorry about that. My bad. Uh, Have you seen Jimmy Butler's new hairdo? Yeah. What do you think of it? I didn't think that it was real. But it's not real. It is. No, but it's not. He's lying. You can't grow you can't grow dreads in a month. I mean, he kind of had like smaller dreads in his No, no, no. He got extensions. Kinda... He got extensions. Now that you know that it's extensions, what do you think of it? Hey, man. Do what you do. It's oh, cool. you're good with it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, good. I you know what? I'm going to sit that one out. <laughs> okay. I feel like, you know what? There are a lot of things I deserve an opinion on. Jimmy Butler's hairstyle. I'm going to sit that one out. <laughs> Go ahead. Next. Word up. All right. Is pickleball or F1 more of a sport? Oh, that's a really interesting question. I think pickleball is more of a sport. I think F1 is far more difficult. Takes more training, more all of it. Okay. Uh, but pickleball, I think, is more of a sport just because it has all the elements you would need of a sport. Where there's a defense, you're, there's a score, there's yeah. a ball, all those things. All right, now, my turn again. Um, Once the NBA season starts, do you think you are going to be as locked in on Sunday football as you've been the last few weeks? 
Do you think by then it will have been eight weeks of NFL? I think uh, this you'll is, be. Invested. I'm going to answer the question. Yeah. I, I I think I will probably be just as invested, if not maybe a little less invested. But I do think when NBA season rolls around, I think the gambling career thing might come back to life. Okay, well, I'm sticking to the night. Well, yeah, exactly. Th- I, let me tell you something real quick. There is nothing more tilting than betting basketball. Okay. We can talk about it later. But because there are times where what overtime does to you in basketball games, you have a team that you think is going to win outright, and they're seven-and-a-half-point underdogs, and you bet them plus seven-and-a-half, and they lose in overtime by nine. Or a team that is— Are you saying it's just like waiting to lose? Well, it's just there's just a bet is never safe. And then because of overtime, overtimes. and then but the, and the other thing with the, betting the NBA is, you you love a team, they're favored by two and a half. You're like they're gonna kill them. They're up ten the entire fourth quarter, and all of a sudden you they're up five with two seconds left. I honestly and the think other I'm gonna team, enjoy that. Like, the I other know team it's... shoots a half quarter. Oh, it's tilting, buddy. All right, uh, is that it's your question? It's your turn. Uh, so how ridiculous is it to say that there's a quarterback controversy in Dallas? It's so dumb. It's so dumb. And I can't believe my colleagues in the media have leaned into it the way they have. It baffles me that they are trying to buy Jerry Jones's (laughs) bullshit on this. There's nothing Cooper Rush could do to take Dak Prescott's job. Do you disagree? No, 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 no. No. I don't. I, I think it's wildly disrespectful. Uh, I think it's insane. I think it's Jerry Jones just baiting the media and the media falling into it. All right. uh, Let me ask you this real quick. Do you think there's any sport that I could beat you in? No. Maybe golf. Well, definitely golf. Okay. Well, if, if if we're not, if you're gonna be say definitely golf, then there's nothing else on the table that you're definitely beating. I mean, so I thought def- I was definitely. gonna beat you in that race <laughs> that we had as a family the other day, and Demonze just just he almost fell because he was wearing slides and still dusted me, man. And it also your mom said it, but it made us all realize we should have made you run track in high school. Oh, man. you have I such was running plenty of track out there with Britt Youngblood. Oh yeah, well, running plenty, basketball coach. Plenty of yeah. plenty of track with that guy. But but uh, I think you would have been great at it because you have such long legs. Um, here's the thing. If you got a few golf lessons, I think you'd be really good because okay. you're a natural athlete. The sport that I know you'd be awesome at is tennis. All right, so there it was, episode 75 of What's Right with Nick Wright. Sorry if it was a little awkward transition there at the end. We had slight technical difficulties when I think the I think our production shut down right before Demonze was about to say, I heard LeBron James might try to go play college football, so I'm thinking about doing the same thing. Is that where you were going with that, by the way? Yeah. I figured that. So, you know what I mean? It wasn't necessarily college. It didn't have to be college, but. Well, you're, you're, you are out of high school eligible. NAI type of thing. Well, that's a college. Yeah, some level of college football. Okay, that'll come up on another podcast. It's a great episode. Remember to subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast app, Gambling Show, coming out tomorrow. What's right?